The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Autism One, a conversation of hope with host Terry Aranga. All comments, views, and opinions expressed are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. In the next hour, Terry and her guest illuminate how right now there is more reason than ever for individuals with autism spectrum disorders and their families to have the best hope for the brightest future. Through education and conversation, there is hope. Here's your host, Terry Aranga. And hello, it's Betsy Hicks filling in today for Terry Aranga. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, I am... Um, I work for Elementals Living, and I um, have a practice up in Delavan, Wisconsin. Um, and I am very excited for the up-and-coming Autism One Conference because I'm going to get to talk about fermentation this year. I just found out it's on Sunday. <laughs> I wasn't sure where it was, but I can confirm now that I will be talking on Sunday about fermentation. And joined by me today is Dr. John Hicks, who happens to be related to me, how are you today, John? I'm good. How are you? Good. And Dr. John Hicks, my husband, is going to be talking about uh, oh, biofilms. You're going to be talking on Saturday, I believe, about biofilms. So uh, Autism One is going to be amazing this year. Make sure you're there. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us today and Axa Health for their um, sponsorship for the show. And we are excited to bring to you today a show about colds and flus. And this is uh, maybe kind of pulling out of cold and flu season, but it's actually, I've, I've ran into more people who've been dealing with colds lately than ever before and sometimes have a confusion as to whether or not it's a cold or allergy or what exactly is happening. So today, I'm going to talk to Dr. John Hicks, who is a MD and pediatrician and at Elementals Living in Delavan, Wisconsin. He has a pra- he, um, his practice works with all different types of chronic illnesses, but specializes in autism. He has about, boy, you're, you're close to 40 years experience now, which really, really dates you, honey. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> but I was all a baby when I started. All those great years of experience are fabulous, though. We, um, I want to start, John, by asking you the question, if, if somebody just had to do one single thing, what is like the single most thing that somebody, most important thing that somebody could really do to help prevent colds and flus? I, I think it's the whole idea of probiotics. And probiotics, people typically think of those as those are in your intestines and uh, they help you digest food and those types of things. But really with probiotics, they're on every surface that comes in contact with the environment. So when there are adequate probiotics there, they can ward off infection. And probiotics themselves produce things that are antibacterial against other bacteria, antiviral, antifungal. So probiotics are really a huge piece of prevention. Why has traditional medicine or 
is traditional medicine embracing the use of probiotics? Well, I think more and more now they're becoming aware. And sort of what's happening is a huge shift in some of the universities. And University of Michigan being one, they now have this brand-new lab, and they are focusing on probiotics and what they do. And it's very interesting when you start to see that probiotics, they're 80% of your immune system. They do all the initial interactions with anything that comes into our body. So 80%, that is such a huge number. I mean, that's really substantial when you think about those people who do get sick and, and those people who don't, are you pretty much, is, is that is that the biggest predisposition for whether or not someone's going to get sick or not, is whether or not they have a good, healthy flora? Well, I, I think that is a huge piece of it. And what they've really shown in a lot of the research now that's starting to go on, and it has increased exponentially over the last few years, is that when you have enough of the right probiotics, literally the organisms that come in can't attach to the cells, so they can't replicate. They can't create a problem. Mm -hmm. So the whole idea is prevention in the best word is adequate amounts of these good organisms. So there are bacteria, there are good yeast, there's good viruses, all of those make up our what's called our microbiota. And this is a huge piece of prevention. And a round of antibiotics can kill off a lot of those good organisms. So the idea is when you're taking antibiotics, then you want to at the same time be taking probiotics and you want to continue increased probiotics while you're on the antibiotic and after you finish it for about four weeks. Won't the antibiotic kill the probiotic if you're taking it at the same time? Well, you don't want to take it at exactly the same time. You want to take it a couple of hours before or after. And so with what, what else makes somebody susceptible to not having an adequate amount of probiotics? Well, infections themselves, like if you get diarrhea then a lot of the good bugs are going to be washed out. If uh, you're doing endoscopy and they're flushing out, then that's going to clear out a lot of the good, you know, intestinal probiotics. What about for Changes in pH, food what? you eat, if you're right. eating simple carbs and sugars and vinegars, you're going to feed yeast. So keeping a good balanced diet, is another big form of prevention. Because what about babies? What about babies? I mean, if if they're not on an antibiotic as a baby, are they going to have enough beneficial bacteria? Well, it really depends on how they were born. Um, going through the birth canal is really the first seeding of your good microbiota. So, if the babies are born by C-section, then they have less of those good bugs, they're exposed to different organisms, and then if they're not breastfed, they're bottle-fed, they're not getting probiotics through their breast milk, uh, that's also going to create some issues down the line. So the idea is that, and even some of the formula companies are now really realizing that this is a huge deal, 
So some of the formulas now come with probiotics added to them. Not that they're the greatest ones, but it's becoming recognized that this is an issue. And this is a predisposition because when you don't have enough of the good flora, your immune system gets shifted and it creates what's called a Th2 shift. So it starts making a lot of antibodies, but then it doesn't fight viruses efficiently. So then you're a setup for chronic inflammation. So, so this what is are issue, I'm sorry, you're looking across the board of illness. Okay. What what are the best ways then to get probiotics? Well, you can take oral probiotics and they do some good. They start to change the milieu so that the good guys have a little more benefit. But the real, the way to really get them is doing keepers, uh, either dairy, uh, not a lot of kids on the spectrum can handle the dairy, so you can do water kefir, you can do coconut kefir, uh, you can do cultured vegetables such as sauerkraut that's made with salt. And these provide tremendous numbers of the microflora that we need And the neat thing about getting them in that way is that those implant and grow, and literally they will push out bad strains that shouldn't be there. And just as a reminder, that's what I will be talking about at Autism One on Sunday, Um, and and we have lots of presentations for you actually on fermentation, how to make fermented foods, cultured vegetables, water kefirs, and kombuchas as well. So there's going to be lots of great instruction at the Autism One Conference this Memorial Day weekend. Um, can you talk a little bit about things like nystatin and diflucan and what those do to upset the natural flora of the gut? Well, any antibiotic or antifungal, antiviral, any of those things, they kill any set of those organisms. So Antibiotics kill good bacteria and bad bacteria. Antifungals kill good yeast, which are protecting us, and they kill the bad yeast. So the idea is once you take a round of the antifungals, and if you don't get your good yeast reestablished, then candida is going to come back. You can bet on it, and you won't be able to get rid of it because most of the candida today is resistant to nystatin. So... It's, right. it's really it, it's really detrimental to the balance of what's going on in there when you take those antibiotics and that. Can you, can you're you really knocking off the guys also that are trying to protect you. Right. Can you, you just know, take so like a minute? It, it's a two-edged sword, so you got to make sure you're putting those guys back in when you take one of those products. Okay. Can you just explain a little bit about fermentation and why doing things such as what we mean by that, by cultured foods that have been cultured with either probiotics or with salt, and basically how those are, um, that's been our defense for years. I mean, really, when you think about it, though, it's, it's interesting because you look back into centuries how we have survived, and our ways of getting probiotics have always stayed. I mean, we have, they've done kefirs, yogurts, all, uh, all kinds of ways of fermenting foods. But um, 
what, what is it? What are you getting when you're having something like a fermented food? Are you getting the best strains? Are you getting the only strains? Are you getting all the strains? There's well, you're so getting a big variety strains. of strains okay. that are produced through lacto fermentation, and that's sort of the process. Is these are bacteria that produce lactic acid, and in that production of lactic acid, they prevent bad bacteria from growing. So the, the, the strains that you get from, like, vegetables and that, these are organisms that have survived in the soil. So they're soil-based, and this is where all of our good bacteria come from. And these soil-based are the guys who are on the front lines defending and learning how to cope with all the other bad bacteria that are out there so that they can survive. And this is really, this is a, a deal of survival. Sure. We, we survive because of them. They survive because of us. So it's this mutualistic relationship that has been ongoing for eons of time. And not only do they do bacterial functions now, a lot of these bacteria we're finding out do other things for us. Like there are bacterial strains in the probiotic in that milieu that affect how we handle anxiety and how we handle stress. And if the wrong strains are there and the right strains aren't there, then your trigger for stress, you're going to have bigger reactions, so your endocrine system is going to be out of balance. So... It's, they also affect how your brain works, focus, concentration, memory, all of those pieces. The probiotics play a role in organizing and turning on certain pathways so that they get embellished and create and grow versus other pathways. Very good. So, you know, and the, there is some uh, discussion now as, are they turning on things at the epigenome level? And that's wow. very possible because the epigenome turns on and off your genes. So if something's happening and you have the right strains and it gets turned on, then it works well. If you have a different strain and it isn't turned on, then it's turned off, and then that process doesn't go as it should. Excellent. Well, we, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll start talking about viruses and all the different viruses that are out there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Dr. John Hicks. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. 
Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And it's Betsy Hicks filling in for Terry Aranga. And I have my guest here, Dr. John Hicks from Elementals Living in Delavan, Wisconsin. And we are having a great conversation right now about colds and flus. And um, we just talked about probiotics as being the best level of defense, single most important level of defense towards combating cold and flus. Um, I want to talk a little bit about viruses now. And um, first of all, colds, flus, both of those, are are those both typically usually virally based? Yeah, they're, they're usually created by a virus. And viruses have their own... You know, they're different than bacteria. They have a different kind of cell wall. They have a capsid, and they attach in a certain way to cells, and then they inject their DNA or RNA into the cell and then take over the machinery of that cell to reproduce itself. So sort of over time, different things have been uh, designed to affect that whole process in different ways. The way your immune system does it is it starts to re- respond at first with antibodies and they attack the capsids and that, but since the viruses really go into the cells, it's the Th1 side, the cell-mediated side that really has to tag the cells that are infected and then those cells literally need to be killed before that virus replicates and sprays out again. And that's sort of a piece of viruses. Typically, you'll have it maybe anywhere a day or two, up to 21 days before you have any symptoms. Really? So your that whole long? system is really starting to work on that to kill it before you get symptoms. And, and that your body's main... Uh, way to fight that other than the immune cells is fever, and fever kills viruses. So when you have a fever, it's really trying to kill the infecting organisms. So always knocking a fever sort of stifles the body's ability to fight the infection as effectively as it can. Why then are so many pediatricians putting children on antibiotics when they have viruses? Well, I think it sort of goes back to assumptions that were made years ago and sort of passed down that like most ear infections are bacterial when most ear infections are really viral. 
so they're not going to respond. And then the public gets educated, well, if I have an infection, then I need an antibiotic to get over it. And so there's this big sort of gray area where people are requesting antibiotics and, you know, you're, you're sort of in a weird place of, well, do I provide this or not provide this? But the, when, they, when the ear infections are, in fact, bacterial, then they respond to antibiotics very quickly unless they've been there for a while and they formed a biofilm and then they're resistant to the antibiotics. So that's when you get recurrent ear infections. And the, the biofilm is actually one of your favorite topics and what you'll be talking about at Autism One. So briefly explain what a biofilm is. Well, biofilms are the cooperation between several different organisms, and they produce a coating that's a mucopolysaccharide that protects them from antibiotics and from antifungals and all those things that we have created. And what happens is they change their metabolic rate, and the ones that are attached have a very low rate, so... Most of the things we've worked on affect the cell cycle. So their period of being susceptible has been changed because of their changing their metabolic rate. And then those, the participating organisms can communicate and pick up DNA. They can give DNA so they can literally pass plasmids around with information that helps build antibiotic resistance and creates all of these sort of superbugs that we're seeing uh, created as we throw more and more antibiotics at these bacteria. They, their, their deal is survival. And what is it they have to do to bypass, you know, this method of coming after them? And the, yeah, I mean, the now it's not, is, just, it's not just antibiotics in the form of a, of, a, of a medication. It's antibiotics in the form of oh, their well, hand soap and their, and their foods. And there's, I mean, they're these darn purell world that they're forcing on us. Hand-washing stuff, all this stuff. So these bugs are getting smarter and smarter, and their deal is to survive. Well, that's sort of the whole piece with probiotics. Their deal is to survive, too. So it's these little gladiators literally fighting it out, and that's really sort of how they control each other. Right. And the probiotics learn how to protect themselves against the other pathogens that are out there, and they're very efficient at it. Sure, sure. And, you know, it really goes back to this whole thing of... uh, blaming, you know, saying, oh, these are bad bugs. And we now have this phobia against bacteria and viruses and all of this, when actually it's really, you know, the whole point back then was the terrain. You know, how healthy is the body that when these bugs come in, if if the terrain is weak, they take over. They make you sick. If the terrain is protected and healthy, then the likelihood of them making you really sick is really reduced. So that's the whole thing with the probiotic piece, is it's keeping the terrain healthy and protected so that 
these things getting started have a harder time to do that. Well, and along with a healthy diet, because a diet that is high in sugars and simple carbs, no matter, you know, you just, it just can't, it can't keep up the, the, the... Well, it compromises your immune system too. So not only is it feeding the bad bugs, it suppresses your body's ability to fight the bugs. Right. So, I mean, it's really a two-edged sword. So diet and probiotics are really the two big pieces of prevention. If, if you really want to look at preventative medicine, that's preventative medicine. Right, and that's, that, that is our best defense towards anything. I right. am so interested in actually um, that you actually started talking um, about mushrooms at the last Autism One conference to, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm blanking on her name right now, who, who has spoken at Autism One regarding mushrooms and the benefit of, of that for shifting the immune system. Can you talk a little bit more about mushrooms? Well, it's very interesting because as you look at a lot of kids on the spectrum, they have immune shifts and issues in the immune system. And in America, we really don't know much about mushrooms. There's not too many people around that really sort of understand what they do and how they work. But in Japan, mushrooms are used as one of the first-line treatments for cancer patients, for AIDS patients, for anybody who has immune issues because they really can shift the immune system to help, help it fight what's infecting it. And viruses, you need, like we said before, that cell-mediated side. And what a lot of the, like, cordyceps and mataki mushrooms, they help boost that side of the immune system so that your ability to clear things is much, much better. And a lot of kids on the spectrum, they have a TH2 shift, so they're making a lot of antibodies, and that clearing side is suppressed. So one of the big main things you need to do is rebalance the immune system. So, so is it a matter when, of... when you use things like cordyceps and mataki, if you do get exposed to something like a virus, it really helps your body clear it and get rid of it because it increases the side that tags the cells that are infected. It increases the CD8 and NK cells. And those are the guys that go after and kill the cells that are infected before they release those multitudes of viruses. So, so is this a matter of eating these mushrooms or taking these mushroom, mushrooms through well, a pill? You can eat them and it helps, but you can take uh, extra concentration of it. It's a very high concentration. So for a lot of patients that are having issues, that's one of the things that we use is going with the mushrooms because they're, they're so amazing. And if you really want more information on that, the, the information, the main person for that is, his name is Stamets. Uh, and he's really world renowned for uh, mushrooms and mushroom preparations and what they do and how to grow them. And you can find out all that information. But he's, he's, he's an amazing man who really understands what's going on with the mushroom piece and how it can help us. That's fantastic. Are there other things like transfer factor and magic hair that can be beneficial to this as well? 
Well, do you get uh, specific transfer factors can help you clear specific things. So like people with Lyme's disease, there's a transfer factor that's specific for that. So it really literally boosts that side of your immune system to go specifically after that issue. There are nonspecific transfer factors that boost the whole TH1 side, so they can help with that. Um, um, Magicare is another one that supports that TH1 side that helps with that. So these things, as if you know there's an issue going into a season, then there's some things you can do to think, well, how do I help minimize my risk of getting that? And I would think that these, we have to go to break in a few seconds, but I would think all of these things that you're speaking of are not good things to self-diagnose, um, that you really need to work with somebody who's a specialist in this area for those types of uses. Because if you're doing any kind of shift to the immune system, you have to be careful that you're shifting it the right way. Well, yeah, because some people already have it shifted, and if you take the wrong supplement, you make it worse. So you really need to know where your immune system is and then what it is you need to do to correct whatever it is that's wrong. All right, we're going to take another break. When we get back, let's talk about some other products that are out there on the market that you can buy over the counter to help you with viruses that might be creeping into your household. We'll be right back with Dr. John Hicks. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health and Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Every weekend, take some time out of your schedule for New Reflections featuring Dr. Adam Rubenstein. It's a show about all things aesthetic, from skin care to plastic surgery, health, and beauty. You'll learn about the aesthetic products and procedures to embrace or avoid. Each show will feature live, virtual, interactive consultations that you'll be able to follow along with and featured guests from the world of beauty and aesthetics. Listen Saturdays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, for New Reflections with Dr. Adam Rubenstein on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Ask Theo Live is talk radio like you've never heard before. Following her near-death experience, world-renowned author and spiritual medium Sheila Gillette became the direct voice channel for Theo, a consortium of 12 archangels. Through this unique channel, Sheila and her co-host Marcus Gillette present you with an opportunity to speak directly with Theo live on air on any topic you wish to discuss, including receiving authentic messages from deceased loved ones and angelic guides. Get the answer you need by tuning in to Ask Theo Live Talk Radio. Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And it's Betsy Hicks filling in today for Terry Oranga, and I'm joined here with Dr. John Hicks, 
pediatrician MD from um, Delavan, Wisconsin at Elementals Living. Uh, Dr. Hicks can be um, located at going to elementalsliving.com if you want to learn more about him and what his practice is about. Um, We are talking today about colds and flu symptoms, and we've had some good conversations here about probiotics as well as um, things such as mushrooms that can be used, transfer factors, modulators, things that we can use as, as immune modulators. But uh, now I want to go into more about other things that you use naturally to help combat viruses. Um, what I, I know that you use so many different products, and all of these products, in case anybody is, is by their computer right now where they're able to go on, you can go to elementalsliving.com top right corner and go to the store and you can see what these products look like and how much they cost and such. But you don't use any one companies. I mean, that's the one thing about you, Dr. Hicks. I know that uh, uh, um, uh, you don't really stand by any one company for every product that they make. You really handpick what it is that you like about something. So I'd like to talk about some of the products that a lot of your staff has done to research as to who's the best of the best. And one of the products that you started highly recommending this year is made by a company called Terry Naturally. That's Terry with a T, but it's T-E-R-R-Y, Naturally. And let's first talk about Virogen and that has the Ravenzara. It's it's basically a combination of of Ravenzara oils, um, myrtle oils, and it has bay laurel in it as well. So and, and oh, and thyme. And the the thing with the oils is when you use these, you really need to swallow the capsules. So anybody who can't swallow the capsules, you're going to have to use something different. So the hydrogen literally, these essential oils will kill viruses. So when you take them, when you get the first symptoms, if you take them quickly, then you can really just nip it from spreading, you can prevent it. And one of the neatest things is elderberry because it prevents the viruses from attaching to the cells. So that comes in capsule forms or liquids, and that's one of those things you want to keep on your shelf so that when you start to get the feeling of something starting, you take some of that and literally it cuts the legs off the virus. It can't attach, so it can't replicate. But the the virogen, these these essential oils are antiviral. So they will literally kill the viruses. So taking them is you know, you can use those topically for smaller kids like Ravenzara. You can use that on the feet. Um so those essential oils do work. So why do essential oils work? First off, explain, please, what essential oils are and why they work so well to get rid of uh, viruses. Well, essential oils have been around for centuries, and they're literally extracted from plants or herbs or um, things, and you can use them topically. You can take them internally, depending on the grade and the quality and there's ones that kill viruses, there's some that kill bacteria, there's some that do fungus. So these essential oils can be used for many, many things. And, you know, one of the biggest things with colds and 
fluids is if you get respiratory symptoms, then you want to try to open the airways. So there's essential oils that have uh, the eucalyptus in it that open that helps open the airways. So you can use that on the sternum. The kids can breathe that, and it just help us, helps open the airways, or you can do that. And if so you couldn't you just open up? Then there's a called Sinucare. Right. That has eucalyptus globulus and myrtle in it, and it helps open the airways so that to get the little sinuses to drain. Those so openings are very small, and when you have inflammation, they can be plugged. So then they don't drain, so then you have fluid in there, and things start to grow in that fluid. So the okay. one so, so. Terry naturally called Sinucare, it helps open those so that drains out of the sinuses so it's not staying in their building so that things can grow in that. Okay. Now, you're talking a lot about these um, essential oils that are really in a capsule, and you were saying earlier that they have to be swallowed. Couldn't you just break open one of these capsules and just rub the oils on either, the, like you said, the sternum or on the feet or the liver or some other place to help the liver? Oh, you can, but they're very potent. So you would have to dilute it for little kids. Put a little bit of olive oil or something like that with it so that it's not right. too strong. So it's not so strong that it burns the skin. Right. Because these are very uh, intense and very concentrated, so you'd have to dilute it for smaller kids. So what are you talking about with dilution? So if you opened up a Virogen, are you talking about... Well, I would do one drop from the Virogen probably with a couple of drops of uh, olive oil. Two drops of olive oil per one drop of the, the Virogen and then be able to work around the body with that. That sounds like a good plan. Um, okay. And then you, you breezed over uh, the, the, the elderberry. I mean, you talked about how beneficial it is and how it cuts off the, the legs off of viruses and we have to talk more about the elderberry because the elderberry is absolutely delicious to take. I mean, I don't know anybody who doesn't enjoy the flavor of elderberry. Um, right, the liquid is very tasty, and it's very sweet. Extremely so, tasty. Now, yeah, the one, kids, you know, kids that uh, are sort of picky, uh, typically they will take this because it does taste good. So for them, this is a great thing. It's liquid elderberry, and there's several different versions of that. So the, the one that we recommend the most is the one that um, is made by Integrative Therapeutics, and it's absolutely delicious, and it's a natural, yummy berry flavor, um, right. and it's very affordable. I think it sells on our website for like 14 or it, it's, it's under $15, I know that, and it and it is way more concentrated and beneficial than any other kind of uh, medicine that you'd find in the store. So, yeah, so, so you, you do like a, the little kids, you could do half a teaspoon two or three times a day, and within a couple of days, you're going to have the virus knocked out. So it's very, very effective. And, and it's something that you can take preventatively. And a lot of parents ask about preventatively what they can do. Um, sure. if, if it's, if, if the children are around a lot of colds and flus, it's something that's okay to give them on a day to day basis? Yeah. Yeah, you can use it preventatively, and that's the other thing with essential oils. You can do that, too. So you can use use all of those things preventatively. Then if you get acutely ill, you increase that and 
within a couple of days, you really got it knocked out. Right. You're not really right. going to have to suffer a long time with this stuff. Okay. That sounds like a good plan. And, and now, But you can take um, elderberry through capsules as well, too, and there's a powder. So I can't imagine anybody not liking the flavor of it, but if you needed to do it, you can take it in uh, the powder format. So that would be not a hard, difficult thing to do. So, um, oh, Okay. Let's let's go on to something else that that I think is very interesting because it's something that you for a lot of years was not recommending, and now um, you seem to be very excited about the newer product of the colloidal the colloidal silver. It's called Silver Shield, and the reason this particular one is so good is that the way it's bound. To the carrier, it does not separate and become a heavy metal, so it's non-toxic. So, so a lot of the other colloidal silvers, what what do they do, and why? It separates from the carrier, and then it's this free silver molecule that is now loose, and it's a heavy metal. Okay. So, it at over time, it can become very toxic. But this particular company, Silver Shields. Um, tell, tell me more about it. And, and well, it's the, it the way it's processed and the silver's attached to the carrier, it can't come loose. So it does what it does, but it stays attached, so then it gets excreted. Okay. So and you're for using... bacteria and spirochetes, that's really a... So it's for bacteria and spirochetes. Those are the, the main thing that this is being used for. So we're talking here about bacterial infections, um, bronchial things as well, too, that could be bacterial. Uh-huh. Right. Bacterial. Pneumonia, bronchitis. What else? What else? Sinusitis. I mean, anything like that could really okay. be treated with that. Um, and is, does it taste bad? I, I don't know. I know it very really little. It no taste. This, this form is tasteless. Wow, great. It has no taste. odor. And it's just clear. Okay. So it's very it's very different from a lot of the other products. So that's why we're really happy with this one. Great. Because a lot of colloidal silver, it becomes toxic. So people who take it, if they have detox issues, then it's going to build up faster than they're thinking. Mm-hmm. And they can get toxic from what they're taking to help get over the disease they're trying to treat. You know, it's like for some arthritis patients, they use gold. Well, the gold is a heavy metal, so it can create symptoms. Along with treating the inflammation and the arthritis, it can create other issues. So, A lot of people talk about the benefits with colds and um, viruses and such to be taking things such as echinacea and golden seal. Can you give us our, your thoughts on those? Well, you really have to be careful, number one, what your immune system's doing and how long you stay on those things because they can shift your immune system. And if you have old blood types for echinacea to be on it more than a few days, it, it makes your immune system more aggressive than it already is and it's probably in the wrong way because it, it does a TH2 shift, so you make more antibodies. So for a lot of kids on the spectrum... They already have a TH2 shift. You give them echinacea, you're just making their immune system less effective instead of more effective. Wow. Wow, that's very interesting. But for a couple of days while they're really fighting with the the deep part of the cold, that's okay to do. Right. I mean, you you just don't want... It's not something you want to stay on 
a long time. We don't want to use it as prevention. You know, you can do it for an acute piece, but if you're an old blood type, I I really wouldn't take much of it at all. All right, we're going to take another break. When we get back, let's talk a little bit about coughs and mucus and all that sinus congestion stuff. And let's also throw in a little parasites while we're at it. We will be right back with Dr. John Hicks. Thank you to Health for sponsoring the show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. To perform at your maximum potential, you need to have all aspects of your life working properly. On Mind, Brain, and Body, Dr. Michael John Kell will bring you honest, open discussions concerning your physical, mental, and financial health. If you're ready to find purpose and meaning in your life, tune in to Mind, Brain, and Body every Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Mind, Brain, and Body on Voice America Health & Wellness. Radio dedicated to your health, wealth, wisdom, and purpose. Professionals and families who are dealing with autism face challenges that can lead to many questions. Questions about how to understand, communicate, and support each other. Every week, Autism Today with host Dr. Patrick J. Rydell will focus on dealing with the diagnosis and the day-to-day challenges of autism spectrum disorders. Dr. Rydell will combine his 30 years of experience along with featured guests from the ASD field to provide their insights and answers to your questions. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health & Wellness. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5792. Now back to the program. Here's Terry. And it's Betsy Hicks filling in today for Terry Aranga, who is busy preparing for Autism One and making everybody's lives better because of it. Thank you to Terry for that. And, and I, I love filling in for her. Today is one of my favorite guests, which is my husband, Dr. John Hicks. And we've been talking about colds and flus, and it's been really interesting. I'm learning a lot myself about so many new products that are out there that are <laughs> no, really not necessarily new, but they're kind of new, and they're new to you, at least, Dr. Hicks. I know that you've been enjoying using a lot of these new products. Something you have been recommending for a long time are enzymes to help with mucus and cough. Can you talk about what typically you recommend in the enzyme world? Well, the the mucus is produced from the inflammation from the infection. So it's part of your body's defense to try to get rid of it, but in excess, it can start dripping and cause coughs and fill up your sinuses and just create some other issues. So, number one, you want to control the inflammation. So, quercetin is an anti-inflammatory that's really good for respiratory issues. I'm going to spell that for people who don't know. Okay. Of course, it's Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. That really helps decrease inflammation, and um, so with that anti-inflammatory piece, then what you want to do is decrease the reaction of the cells, and that's what allerase does. By Enzymedica. By Enzymedica, and allerase is 
an enzyme that for people who have issues digesting a lot of foods, we even use allerase with meals for that and then away from meals for the mucus and the calming effect it does on cells. Mm. And there's another enzyme preparation called MucoStop, and those enzymes literally eat the mucus that's already been made. So if you've got post-nasal drip or sinus pressure or something like that, the combination of these decreases the inflammation, decreases further production of mucus, and then the mucostop literally eats the mucus that's there. So you can clean out sinus issues by doing that. So when it comes to um, mucuses and, and you really need to be taking these types of things away from food. Right. Right. When you're, when you're using enzymes, trying to accomplish a different goal other than digest your food, you want to take it away from food. Right. And then one of, one of the big issues with chronic sinus stuff is that because of that mucus buildup, parasites can get in there and grow. So people who have chronic sinusitis the two big things they typically have in there are parasites and funguses because they love that dark, moist area to grow. So there are some natural products that you can use uh, to help get rid of that. One of them that we use is called Paratox 22, and that has cranberry, garlic, slippery elm, and grapeseed extract. And then one that's made of uh, essential oils is called Parasafe, and the interesting piece is that the essential oils, they can be against yeast, they can be against parasites, they can be against worms, they can be against bacteria and viruses. So there's this huge variety that you can get covered with a good essential oil preparation that being on that is really going to help clear out anything that's really stuck in there. Now, a lot of people don't like to think that they have parasites, but actually, didn't we? We just had a we full moon. We all have parasites. We, yeah, we all do. And we just had a full moon a couple of days ago. And, and if you notice that your sinus problems and um, your, or your child had a hard time with more irritability around the time of the full moon, which is typically when parasites tend to surface more, that might be a really good indicator to you that you need to start doing something to work on the parasites because they cause a lot of havoc and they actually can eat away at your nutritional, at the nutrition that you take through either food or supplements and make it they difficult to even... that and so you don't get it. Right. So literally what you're eating and what you're taking supplement-wise can be feeding the parasites and worms and those things so you're not getting it. So that's... You know, that's one thing to really keep in the back of your mind, especially when you see issues with kids and not growing well and stuff like that. you got to really think about parasites and that because they really do steal your nutrition and they can really affect growth. Let's talk a little bit more, going back to the whole thing with viruses. And, and so, so wrapping some of this up, so if we're looking at viruses and we're looking at bacteria and yeast, and parasites, all of these things, and they all kind of live in this synergy within the intestinal area. Um, something that you had said to me earlier when we were not live on, on the radio is 
I had said, you got to kill those viruses. And you had said, it's not that you want to kill them, it's that you want to educate them. Well, <laughs> I have really to say, that was... Sorry, and everything has purpose. And I think the way to really look at our systems, the way they naturally work within the universe, and the way everything works, is it's balance. And it's controlling that balance. And when you have the right balance, you're going to be well. And your body heals itself, protects itself, you stay well. When you're out of balance, then things start to happen, and that's really the big piece, is looking at the body as a whole and saying, how do I keep this wonderful body I have in balance so it stays well and does well? Right. That's really the trick. And the whole thing with the microbiota, they're not really killing everything. They're just pushing it out and not allowing it to live there in large numbers. Because we all have a huge variety. You know, that there's, there's a guesstimate that it's between 50 and 80,000 strains of different things in our, our normal microbiota. We don't even know everything yet. So it, it's now, very interesting. It's all about... There are more... There are more microbiota. Is it microbiota that, that we have than we actually do cells? What was what was the quote? We have you were more saying? organisms in our microbiota than we have cells, which means we have more of their DNA than we have of ours. That's just that's just something to blow you away. <laughs> it's amazing to even think about. Something to think about. <laughs> I know. Um. All right. So, so yes, it's about balance and it's about, and this is, this really was when it comes back to the whole piece with natural foods and, and fermented foods and all of the different ways that we can keep our probiotics strong, keeping a good friendly host environment by eating proper foods, taking things that are going to support as opposed to destroy. And I think... You and I have had this conversation many times about traditional medicine being so much about a destructive or either masking a symptom or trying to destroy everything when that's really not how the body works. Right. It's all about balance. Very interesting. So um, talk a little bit, too, about... We have like another minute or so, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on what kind of... You be, people believe about their health because you talk a lot about positive thought and how that being important in, in, in health. Well, it's how you look at your body. Do you see your body as healthy and uh, able to repair and protect itself or do you see yourself as sort of vulnerable? And it's really a lot is in your thinking and they've sort of shown that the epigenome, which controls your DNA, responds to your thoughts. So when you think of yourself as healthy and strong and well and maintaining that wellness, you're more likely to do that than if you see yourself as a victim and, oh, any of these bugs could get me. And looking at it that way, then the likelihood is some of those bugs are going to get you. Well, and is you know what's the first thing somebody does when the person next to them coughs? Oh my gosh, I'm going to get that. And right. really, it's not about so much airborne coughs or not as much about total sterilization of the hands. What it's more about is 
what is the host environment like? What's what is the health of the person like? Right. That's right. going to have your health right. isn't real good, and if you're you know eating poor and your pH is off and you don't have good probiotics, yeah, the likelihood is you're going to pick all that stuff up. Well, thank you, Dr. Hicks. I greatly appreciate you um, talking to everybody today. Everybody listening, thank you so much for letting me be a host. This is Betsy Hicks in for Terry Oranga. She will be back eventually. I'm not sure when. Thanks to Health for the sponsorship. And please be at Autism One Conference on Memorial Day weekend. We look forward to seeing you there. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Autism One, a conversation of hope. To contact Terry or get more information, visit autismone.org. Tune in next Tuesday for another hour of education and conversation on Autism One, a conversation of hope with Terry Aranga. 